controls. <laughs> so, Big A, how many uh, how many twisted tees are getting drunk tonight? Oh, quite a few. At least one for every point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. Cool podcast today. Going to get you the business here in a bit. I have a Christmas gear list, uh, Amazon type items for you guys and a little bit more than say this pair of boots these x y and z's these are kind of all over in price i think uh i think it'll go well we did shoot a nice buck what was that saturday morning of gun season rick has also killed a buck from the ground with his bow both those podcasts are coming we're just busy like you know we just went through the peak 30-day window of max hunting especially for myself and i'm the av guy of the group so getting together and recording a podcast is kind of tough because I can't be like, hey wife, uh, I need time away to hunt. Oh yeah, I need even more time away to drink beers and podcast with the guys. Like that just, if I'm going to be gone, I need to be hunting folks. But needless to say, I was out for the gun opener, had a solid hunt, probably the most deer I have seen on an opener. I think I had six deer inside of 10 yards and probably seen 12 for the day, maybe 13 or 15. It was, uh, I did see one racked buck, no idea if he was 100 inches or 150, but uh, a couple four-pointers in that mix as well. But Andy shot a real nice one. A place we've gone to that seems to get deer as gun week goes on, and Andy will tell the full story of that, but a solid eight point, a a very nice big woods buck, uh, pumped for him. You know, they, they had a good hunt that day. It was, it was fun because there's nothing better than your boys coming over and we took some extra pictures. We, we I got to hear the story firsthand, look at the deer. We, uh, Andy and Dave were drinking a couple beers. I mean, it was just, it was great. It, it, I really enjoy those days post harvest. It's not freezing. You can see the buck your buddy shot. I mean, those are just special moments that honestly you'll live in your memory bank forever, hopefully. I got a couple thoughts here on the podcast, kind of actually asking the audience here. I I don't know how much podcasting we're going to be doing in 2024. I got to look at my plate. I got several items on it. I just have only so much time to devote to things. I love podcasting with the guys. I think that allows the audience to get you oh, to know the people behind the brand at a better level because these conversations are long form they're funny i enjoy podcasting with dave i enjoy podcasting with some of my friends in people in other states and telling buck stories pulling a little bit of tactical type information and and stuff out of it but i just have so much on my plate i'm like dude i love my youtube i have to do a handful of edits for xop and a dad of two where both those kids are you know, we're starting to do fun things and that is becoming a bigger priority. So I don't, I, I'd be curious to hear from you guys as far as the podcast, do one a month, even if it's just one, maybe you like these 10, 20 minuteers that are a little bit shorter and easier to digest. If that's your, your take, I, I don't know if I want to commit to hour of a podcast, you know, twice a month, like I've been doing, maybe I got to look at these five minute, 10 minute vortex has a killer They'd call them 10-minute talks, and they're anywhere between 5 to about 25 minutes, but they're great. Um, So, yeah, let me know. DM the account. Leave a comment on the post, something to let me know what you think about keeping the podcast around or going short form or, I don't know, do we just not even podcast until midsummer when deer season starts ramping up? I've had that thought. 
So I also am debating, and I would love feedback on this, hybrid hunting, meaning taking a small tree stand like the retrograde and bringing a saddle into it and hunting like essentially the back side of the tree. I actually saddle hunted for gun season and liked it, but uh, noticing now leaf cover is barren. In uh, some of the places I go, the, the woods are a little more open. And so maybe needing the ability to hide. I have been taking a few practice shots and I noticed this. If my feet are fully tree stand oriented where let's call it 90% of the weight is going down to the tree stand. My shot accuracy is a little better than if I'm leaning into the saddle. Um, but when you lean in the saddle, you can hug that tree so tight. So I have been, I'm, I'm three or four practice sessions in shooting broadheads, really practicing that shooting back at the tree type motion and like kind of playing things out in my head. Okay. You got five so seconds to get over your bridge. That's another thing. If you guys hybrid hunt out of tree stands, I'm thinking keeping the bridge and rope tethered. I see, I don't even know all the names, the ropes to the tree keeping all that system lower i'm talking belly button to nipple height because i got to swing that bow potentially over that thing quick quickly if i'm shooting setting up to shoot you know back towards the tree that's why i want to go hybrid for late season here there's you know being able to add that element of cover i think is going to be needed um the another factor of this is i have found some deer using a place very far to get to and i think to to get into that system the right way, it's going to take the even longer route. And I'm not going to give a mileage, but uh, I'm going to guess 99% of deer hunters would not walk that far for a deer hunt. So yeah, please DM the account if you've done hybrid, if you transitioned to hybrid hunting, if you have any tidbits. Uh, yeah, I, I always take help from guys that have done it. The other thing, I have two of the new fleet items uh, both the Phantom X and the Micro Fleece. And I would say both are midweight type systems. I did hunt with them into the 30s with a 10 mile an hour wind. That's about the max. I think if it was 20 degrees, I might take a different exterior coat or super layer. And, and I did layer heavy for that 30 degree and 10 mile an hour wind. The Micro Fleece is dead silent. I And I'm not mad necessarily that that is... A midweight option because now I can bow hunt with that thing from like October 5th through about November 15th. Now occasionally we do get like a 15 degree morning in, in the earlier half of November but I think the fact that it's midweight I can hunt with that all of October and just literally bring one jacket to the woods and be good well into the 40s. If it's going to be in the upper 30s I might layer with a puffy type vest underneath but that piece is dead silent. The Phantom X is a midweight, but it's got a little bit more like wind stop and rain resistant material, but they definitely silenced it up when you're comparing to the Phantom 2.0s, if you're familiar with, with the fleet line. Um, he has found a very unique product that has a lot of, you know, wind stop, rain resistant, but yet pretty damn quiet. And, and that's always a give and take with external shells of if you're going to get more wind stop generally you're going to sacrifice some noise but i think he's done a really good hedge right there in the middle uh for that system especially the pants right if you're looking for a midweight pant it's got a really big hit hip dump uh that could be added but yeah i've gotten quite a few dms about the fleece uh, a couple stick bow guys that's the other thing where i'm at right now um i'd really like to shoot a nice buck just a solid rack and just pick up the stick for all of 
uh, next season. I still have kill goals, but um, I was talking with Dave about the stick bow game, and it's like my best chances to kill some deer inside of 10 yards all happened during the rut, and maybe that's just due to spending more time in the woods. But I had some does too. Like I, I, Three out of five mornings, I had this same doe. There was um, a particular oak tree that clearly was super favorable, and she would come in about 45 minutes to an hour after daylight, and both three, I saw her four out of the five mornings, and three out of the five she got within 10 yards. Uh, I ended up actually moving away from it because I was like, I just felt like to kill a, a buck coming through the system, if if he wasn't behind her, I needed to be in a slightly different spot. But I did think, man, if I hunt this system, one of these mornings, if she hasn't popped, she's going to bring me a, a buck. Now, maybe she did, and it was one of the four-pointers or, or just the, the racked bucks I'd seen. Um, I'll say this, man. I think I've seen five Pope and Young Plus bucks, um, a few in that 60-ish yard range. I, I mean, that's the best season I've ever had from seeing Pope and Young bucks. I just haven't been able to get one to run by me 15 20 yards i've missed my chance on that other at probably 30 is what i had initially arranged and i i think he was closer to 37 things happened fast and i straight just missed i, I rushed it i think i caught him in the leg um tracked the next day spent uh, all the day just verifying no dead deer and yeah yeah that 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 was my chance uh, a few factors there that that particular hillside's tough because I've hunted five or six trees on that hillside and you almost can't get the two main trails. You almost have to pick one and I picked the higher one and if you saw the story that was the uh oh eighty inch, ninety inch buck that I had at like four yards. And the only reason that deer saw me is because I was moving to film him with my stabilizer. I think if I'd have just sat still, he'd have come right under the stand. But yeah, that the big buck, he popped out on the more dominant trail right below. And at that point, I had ranged some down logs that were 30. And after getting down on ground level, he was stepping over, I believe, a different log that was closer to 37, 38 yards. And, yeah, that just not there. Um, strong believer in shooting deer with a compound after 30-plus yards out of a tree stand, bunches of clothes. Like, that's just not a recipe for my success I, I like them 20 i like them 15 that's that's just where i'm at with it but like i said i'd really like to go to the stick bow all of next season guys let me know again on the podcast appreciate you tuning in we're going to continue to push hard i am out of pto but weekend warrior dave and i go i think those dustin sells a buck tag too so we might have to get together we got a second gun season coming up there's always a little flurry of road activity too around the uh the 8th, 10th of, of December, especially in certain places. Might have to capitalize, or at least get out. All right, guys, good luck in the woods. Here's the Christmas list. All right, on today's uncut video, we're going to talk about Amazon items for hunters for Christmas. It's very timely as we are wrapping up the Ohio gun season. Had a really good hunt this week. A lot of deer, just not the right deer. Let's get to the list. So Dave and I uh, bought several things from Amazon, some things that we can't find locally, or maybe they're just odd and end items that are better bought on Amazon. I will link some of these, and some of these I will give multiple options, where here's like a, a B tier if you're wanting to, a budget-friendly option, or maybe an A plus tier where you like get the better item. So starting things off, 
stocking stuffers. Let's go over hand warmers, body warmers. A pack of those is solid. I will say if you're wanting to splurge a little bit here, maybe the USB uh, rechargeable type hand warmers. I have a Zippo, that thing, it puts out some major heat, only negative, it's a touch heavier than the other. Option. Fingerless gloves. Now I've bought a variety of fingerless gloves. I'm always losing them. I wear them as my day-to-day -day gloves in the winter. My top fingerless glove is actually the minus 33. We buy them in the olive color, but uh, we really like how just quality they are. If you're looking for some budget options, I have some military wool style ones that are okay, if you will. Definitely a decent pair to just have in your everyday jacket. Trail cam mounts, if you mount your trail cams up high, sometimes it's good to pick those up at a discount. The HMEs, while they are not the best functioning, they work and their only negative is they're a little bit of a pain in the ass to get in the tree. Face paint is another one. I actually really like the HME black stick as far as getting that on there. Another quick option I've got listed here is in commuting to your hunt or maybe hanging out around the house, you got to walk out and load your truck up and it's raining or has rained. I have found a waterproof slip-on boot. It's a cross between, say, a croc and a rubber boot that I really like and it, they're like under $35. Lacrosse came out with one and they wanted 175 bucks advertising it as a camp shoe. Well, this is a camp shoe for literally $35. Oh, I will say this, anybody that does not have a hitch hauler, get a hitch hauler if you do some DIY hunts, some tailgates, some family vacations, that takes your vehicle and really expands it. Allows you to put blocky type things like coolers on the back, I have bought one and then upgraded to get the aluminum one, which they're a little more expensive, but getting them on there is a lot easier. So I'm gonna put that here as a sportsman or a guy with a hitch on a vehicle. Hitch hauler is a solid win. Another item on the list here is life straws, just the ability to consume water in the backcountry or if shit totally hits the fan, you gotta get filtered water, a decent option here. I have used the Outdoor Edge replaceable blade knife this fall and really liked it. Used it uh, on two different deer. The replaceable blades are cheap to order from Amazon. They're not as much as a Havilon. It's probably not as good a quality, but I haven't felt like I was ill-prepared or this knife wasn't up to the task. I like the orange handle, so if you drop it, you can find it quickly. A lot of good in that knife for not a lot of money. Wrapping up my list, if you're looking for a red dot, occasionally you can find the Sig Sauer Romeo as like an 80-ish dollar red dot. Sig's a very good name. I put one on my AR, it seems really solid. I'll leave you with this. I also bought a Big Shot Doe on Amazon because of the free shipping. I noticed when shopping around places for a Target, for example, a big 3D Target, they were gonna charge me another 50 to $60 in shipping. So. Sometimes Amazon just having free shipping with Prime or maybe the vendor just gives free shipping, it's a win right there. Another kind of category uh, that I'm gonna list here is your tie-ons, your gear ties, your can jam cinching type straps, your Titan straps that we've used for sticks and other odd and end items. All these we buy on Amazon. Sometimes you can find them at your like Home Depot, Lowe's type stores, but you can get the exact selection of what you're looking for a lot on Amazon it seems that's the route to go there. But that's that's probably our number one item we bought over the years is maybe you break a Titan strap, you lose your cinching uh, can jam button or guy, you order it on Amazon. Guys, let me know in the comments below what you've bought on Amazon for hunting, for the outdoors, maybe something that is a sleeper pick. Love to get those kind of things. Guys, good luck in the woods.